0: Welcome to Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, where we promote integration and collaboration. Whether you are just starting your practice or you are ready to push the profession forward, we aim to provide you all the tools necessary to form relationships and educate your community. After all, spines of all sizes deserve to be adjusted. Welcome to our podcast and thanks for listening. Hey guys, it's Dr. K with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, and this week I want to talk about safety. Not necessarily handling safety, I think most of us understand how to handle animals and keep ourselves safe, Um, but we need to think about when we start our business and we are a mobile animal chiropractor and we are by ourselves, there are some very important things we need to consider in order to keep ourselves safe so we can continue to serve patients. Um, Before we get started, a quick word from our sponsors. Hey guys, you know what I hate? Patient notes. They are the worst. The last thing I want to do when I come home from a long day at work is sit down and write about what I did. Um, I see a lot of patients, and it is near impossible for me to come home after a long day, interpret my chicken scratch on a napkin that I wrote about uh, the patient that I saw, and write them into my computer and send those records off. It also adds a lot of admin time. When I'm considering that I could be out seeing patients with the time that I'm sitting at home and doing notes, it just fries my brain. So thankfully, I found Carmi Swift of iPoint Touch. She talked me off a ledge. She found a program that worked for me that streamlined how I sent my records off. It streamlined my billing, my calendar, and literally things I didn't even know I needed and maybe more efficient so I could spend more time with patients instead of sitting at home doing records. So if you want a little bit more information, this is the top of the line best animal chiropractic EHR that is available. I recommend you talk to Carmi Swift of iPoint Touch so she can get you a little bit more information and get your practice more successful. Again, look them up at iPointTouch.com. Hey guys, today we're going to be talking about safety. And when an animal chiropractor talks about safety, we mostly think it's how to prevent a horse from kicking you or a dog from biting you. And that unfortunately is not the only thing that we have to protect ourselves from. Being a mobile animal chiropractor, we think it's all sunshine and rainbows. We love helping patients. We love serving our animal patients, especially in the comfort of their own home. And sometimes we forget about ourselves when we're making these appointments. So today, I wanna talk about how to keep yourself safe and um, assessing where you are going to serve these animals and who is going to be in that location so that way you can mitigate risk. And I hate that I have to talk about this. I really do. But being a female and being a mobile animal chiropractor that travels by herself to these appointments, there I have had a couple of shady locations with some interesting individuals that I've showed up to. And I don't want you to run to the predicament where you put yourself in harm's way um, just because you want to see a patient. So today we're going to talk about all the things you didn't want to know about being a mobile animal chiropractor, and I think they're important, so stick with me. We're going to go over five tips and tricks of how to keep yourself safe. So number one, please do a phone interview with the person you are going to be showing up. Um, so whether it be a barn owner, a pet owner, uh, a groom, or whoever you're showing up, to adjust their pet, whoever's gonna be present, make sure you interview them and make sure they are your ideal client, quote unquote. So if you call somebody, which this happened to me, I called a gentleman and I was going to treat his dog, And uh, I asked a couple of clarifying questions, asked for a history, and when I did the initial interview over the phone, alarm bells were going off in my head that said, no, you should not go to this appointment. And I didn't listen to that voice, and I should have. So if you do an initial interview and you say, this is not the right fit, I give you permission to say, no, I'm not the right chiropractor for you. Move on. Send them to somebody else. If, if you get the heebie-jeebies talking to them on the phone, you are probably going to have that experience tenfold when you meet them in person. Okay. Unfortunately, the reality is there's weird people out there, and uh, sometimes you can detect it over the phone. So do a phone interview of all your new people that are coming in, especially if you don't know them and they're referred to you by a friend and you've never met them. It's a good idea to help you assess risk uh, moving forward with this animal owner. Two. Um, if you are out by yourself, it. I would much rather you bring an assistant with you. If you can afford it, pay grade wise. If you can bring an assistant, it's going to help you. A, you know, be an objective third party in case anything strange starts to happen with owner. And two, it can also help you with handling because when I'm up on a bale, I can't see a horse's face. So I can't assess for risk there. So um, potentially as well, they can also help you with notes between uh, uh, patients. So bringing an assistant is a good idea. Um, because they're having a couple of close calls with uh, a couple of my colleagues where, you know, they were kicked, knocked unconscious, and no one was at the barn because they were out there by themselves. Um, horses, unfortunately, they can hurt you and potentially even kill you if, um, you aren't being safe always. And I would hate for you to be at a barn by yourself, um, without someone there and, um, not have anyone to call for help. So if you can bring an assistant and have them help you, um, I also recommend that you have, number three, um, a tracker or some kind of um, software on your phone that allows people to track your location. I personally have um, a smartphone and uh, my spouse has the ability to see where I am at all times. Um, It has a GPS tracker, so that way if I'm in one place for too long, um, he can find me. I always have my cell phone on me. And there are other apps, too, for like horseback riders where if um, you aren't moving for a long time, like say uh, you have it in your back pocket and it detects your motion, and if you stop moving for over, I think, 15 minutes, it tracks an alarm and automatically calls your emergency contacts. Um, That can be a good fit. Um, There's also... Um, You know other apps out there that do similar things, but basically let someone know where you are So that way they can find you in case anything happens and I I say this jokingly to my boyfriend I say at least if I die you'll know where I am and he doesn't think it's very funny (laughs) Um, But I really recommend that you have some kind of way where other people can find you along that same vein have some kind of medical identification There are several companies out there that sell medical ID bracelets. Um, Dr. Emily McLeod actually has one that she recommends during the Parker program, but have some kind of way for people to identify in case they take you to the hospital, um, who you are, what your allergies are, what your medical history is. Um, If you have a smartphone device, Um, You can actually set your lock screen to your medical information. So that way people can, uh, you know, call your significant other, your mom, your dad, you know, whoever in your family they need to talk to. Um, And they can identify who you are in case you don't have your wallet on you, which you may not always. Uh, Most people have their phone on them, but not their wallet. So some kind of medical identification, a necklace, a bracelet, or something like that. So that way people can tell who you are in case you get lost or you get hurt or something like that. Finally, my last tip here is concealed carry or uh, I'd rather concealed carry, but self-defense of some kind. Um, It's fairly easy to get certified. There are classes uh, that you can take that are relatively not too expensive. They are an investment of your time. Um, But get certified to have a firearm. Um, My boyfriend personally, it was non-negotiable. Um, he said, if you're going to be a mobile animal chiropractor and you're going out to these locations and you don't have cell service, I want you to be able to protect yourself. And we took a concealed carry course together. And um, even though I am not a fan of shooting a firearm or hurting anyone, um, you know, it is important that I protect myself in case I get into a tight spot. So uh, self-defense courses, a concealed carry permit. What have you, I really recommend you look into ways to protect yourself not only from the animals but from the people that have the animals because you never know when you're going to run into um, an emergency situation, you just never know. All right, guys, so those are my five tips for today. Um, one, interview people, okay, see what they're like, two, bring an assistant, three, track location via your phone or some other device. Four, have some kind of medical um, identification. And five, have a firearm or take a self-defense course. I think it's sad that we have to talk about this, but the world we live in, I want to keep you safe so that way you can serve more animal patients. And if you like content like this, I have a full course available to you now. Uh, I'm super excited. Uh, the business basics course on making strides for animal chiropractic.com can help you start your business successfully and cover a little bit more about how to lay the right foundation and get your business started out correctly so you can see more animal patients sooner. So, if, if you have interest in starting that uh, course, you can look me up on making strides for animal chiropractic.com and I promise you won't regret it. There is lots of great information in there. So, until next time, we will talk soon.